Welcome to Monday Morning Homilist. I'm Father Manny Alvarez. And I'm Jorge Santibanez. Every Monday morning, we dive deeper into the previous Sunday's readings and homilies. And towards the end, we veer off to talk about life and definitely talk a little sports. Enjoy. Good morning. Happy Monday. I'm back. You're back. How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm alive again. And then I go on retreat and where I should be not talking that much. I thought it was a silent retreat, but I lose my voice. Yep. <laughs> it's This is the best sounded. It doesn't sound that great. You sound, about it, a week. it sounded rough on Saturday for first communion. First communion, yeah. I, you know, thankfully, it's a, not a long mass, but I did two masses yesterday. And then just to, you know, Top it off and give more stress to my voice. I go to a heat king. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that in the second segment. <laughs> Thankfully, but, it was much. It was, it was a bit of a snoozer. Not in the arena, but uh, the fourth quarter was. But we'll talk about that in the second segment. But no, this is the best it sounded. And um, but yeah, you were gone, and I apologize to everybody who couldn't hear Father Andrew in the second segment. That's my fault. Uh, that's why we need Jorge here. But welcome to our season finale of season five. Wow. And uh, yeah, this is chugging along. This is episode eighty-seven. That's impressive. I, plus, he, plus all he, your Lenten. Is uh, he and I spent two minutes arguing over whether we we're going to get to episode one hundred this fall? I go, is he just do, do the math? <laughs> um, but yeah, this is. It, it was a great week uh, on retreat. We'll get into a little bit about uh, insights that I got and that I'll share that I shared yesterday during my homily. I said I still have no idea. I am not. I wasn't giving the retreat. I was receiving the retreat with other priests. And on Tuesday morning, I wake up, no voice. It's like God wanted, like Zechariah, boom, just no voice for you this week. I did still talk, and that didn't make things better, because I was with my brother priest, and as Jorge would know, where two or three priests are gathered, you know, we talk. Yep. We talk a little too much sometimes. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, Ascension was yesterday. How was that? It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful, and it's and it's the you know, the the back to back Ascension Pentecost. Father Andrew wrote about it beautifully in the in the bulletin. Uh, but as we as we kind of wind down the Easter season, uh, and then kind of ramp up, and, and I hate that you know ordinary time gets a bad rap, like oh it's the boring period. No, it's it's just ha- the it's the quiet everydayness of ordinary time. But you know Ascension, and then Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes upon us. You know we just had a beautiful confirmation. This past week, which we'll get into as well, and then, yeah, it's, it's that it's the quiet everydayness of ordinary time. But the, there's nothing quiet and ordinary about it if we're really open to what the Holy Spirit's doing with us. There was I had a professor in seminary who, um, who was a bishop, Bishop Lassard, and he used to call ordinary time extraordinary yeah. time because ordinary time opens us up to so many things. It's like okay, you could you could do the same prayers every day. Mm-hmm. But you also have the saints. There's votive masses that you could do. The thing is, I hadn't had the missal in front of me, which which uh, is what we're basing what I based my homily on yesterday. But the missal, the Roman missal, and the liturgy opens us up to so many different spiritual avenues. There's votive masses of the Holy Spirit. Obviously, we're, almost every mass this week is like yep. a votive mass of the Holy Spirit as we get ready for Pentecost. There's votive masses to the precious blood of Christ. There's, you know, during communion, we did the votive mass of Most Holy Most Eucharist. Holy Eucharist yep. I mean, so, and then there's masses for particular occasions for, for growth and charity, for peace and justice, for vocations, for rainfall. Yep. We have a mass for rainfall. We have a mass for stop the rain. That's right. We have a mass to avert storms, which you pray every year be, to, yep. you know, to, for hurricanes not to hit us. The, the, so, my favorite is the, the, uh, Ritual mass? No, not ritual mass. It's a mass particular occasion for um, for the harvest. <laughs> for the harvest, which you know in Miami is so is so neat. very very important. It, it's so you know there's obviously we, there's for promoting. I'm I'm flipping through right now for promoting harmony for unity of Christians. Very important. Very very. Important. In fact, we don't talk about that enough. Yep. For evangelization of the people. I'm just going through the missile right now for persecuted Christians. A mass for that. Very important as well. For like for example, there's a mass I'm looking at right now. For spiritual and pastoral gatherings, so like when, mm-hmm. when let's say that we're opening up a new pastoral year, a new academic year or a pastoral year, when it comes to the parish, as we do every August, 
that's a good mass to celebrate as you know the ministries ramp up yep. after having then you know you for those in public office this is one that that uh it used to be called for the president in the in the span in the english sacramentary but when they translated in 2011 they said now it's just for the head of state yep. you know no but it says here uh oh god to whom every human power is subject grant to your servant our president oh, or you. our sovereign you know for those who live in england that's right you know so or in canada because in canada <laughs> The king is their sovereign. That's right. But you know you, you have to play for public officials. So ordinary time is a the priest has the option to go in all these yep. different directions and not just do the monotony and not, of, of of everyday prayers. And then we go basically through the entire Bible. Mm-hmm. You know because so, we take like for example the beginning we start off with Genesis and then read all through Genesis. You know and. And if you go to daily mass, you hear it every day. The Bible is opened up for us in an extraordinary way. And you know, then the gospel, you just go basically in chronological order through Gospel of Mark, Gospel of Matthew, right. and then Gospel of uh, Gospel of Luke, and then God, wait, Gospel of Mark, Gospel of Matthew, Gospel of Luke. That's the order we do um, in um, during during the daily mass cycle. So, yes, Pentecost on Sunday ends the Easter season. Monday we start ordinary time, but then we have Feast of the Holy Trinity, the Sunday of the Holy Trinity, then Corpus Christi. And all these things, and then Sacred Heart and Immaculate Heart of Mary. So there's so much witness. And even today, there's a saint that kind of gets buried in the Easter season, Saint Rita of Cassia, who was a woman who suffered so much and is the patron saint of people who suffer, yep. of people who are victims of domestic abuse. It's just, you know, just an extraordinary, extraordinary woman. Yep. But you look at the lives of saints and you could preach in the lives of saints, and it's edifying. So ordinary time is like, okay, we're back to just normal, no Easter, no Lent. No. It opens us up yep. to so not so much on Sundays because you can't do those right. those masses on Sundays, but really during the week you could you go nuts, and that's sometimes sort of, you know so I don't get bored yep. you know <laughs> not that the mass is boring but you know so you know because to take advantage of mm-hmm. the richness of the liturgy so there's a little liturgical nerdness for there you, you go there you which go. We, both of us love so ascension <clears throat> ascension. ascension you know the the bulletin cover was a total accident this week because I when I pasted the the it, the full image it got cropped where it was just jesus's foot and then everyone looking up and okay. i was like oh i'm leaving that that's that's cool <laughs> i didn't notice that because there, there's a there's a the, the full picture you see the disciples actually looking up at jesus ascending but the way it cropped was just the disciples and mary looking up and all you see is jesus's it's foot part, yeah it's, it's at the top of the of the picture part, it's part of that first reading <laughs> when you know, they're looking up, and all of a sudden, he disappears from yep. their sight. And they, so what are you like, looking at? What are you looking at? There's nothing there. Yep. Um, and they're and they're looking at. I always say they're looking at. Say, what do we do? No, I just, I just <laughs> noticed it. Wow. I mean, so I was like, yeah, that, I'm leaving that. That's that cool. Is, but did you did you do that after you left to pr- after went to print, or you just no? When I when I was building the bulletin, I I copied the image, I pasted it in, and it automatically cropped it. But and I was like, yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it just like. But that. you know what? And I and I. Encourage our listeners either go to our website and download the bulletin, or if you have the bulletin from this weekend, look at it because this is a sublime meditation in and of itself. Because yep. I'm looking at I'm looking at the, the disciples. They're all you know with their eyes, you know they have their their hand over their, their over their eyebrows, you know shielding from the sun and looking up to heaven. And then Mary, like almost like goodbye, my son, but I'll see yeah. you soon. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't happen exactly three months after yeah. you know he ascended. She was assumed, but. Uh, but it, it is a beautiful one. Of course, the foot, and that's the hallmark of the risen Christ mm-hmm. is the wounds. You yep. see the the wounds on on his feet. But my goodness, it is it was a beautiful, happy, uh, divine yep. accident. <laughs> so let's talk ascension. And what I did yesterday for my homily, a little unique, uh, in that I focus more on the prayers during the liturgy than I did on the scripture. And and by the way, I do have the liberty as, as a preacher that you could preach on the scriptures mm-hmm. or anything that is said in the Missal during Mass. And so I focused on four different aspects of the theology of the Ascension that are presented to us in the Missal. So buckle up, because we're going to get really deep today. There we go. On the podcast. This is and why we do this. And, and it starts off, well, this is what I preached about yesterday, but I only preached about this in a Spanish mass because I had the 9 a.m. mass, and the kids and I talked about, you know, we talked about Jesus going up to heaven and the Holy Spirit, and what does the Holy Spirit mean? And they had great answers. So 
The first thing that I want to touch on is what we heard in the uh, in what used to be called the opening prayer, but the collect of the mass. The collect. Reason we call it collect is that the priests at the beginning of mass, after we pray the Gloria, we collect all the prayers of the people of God, and you know, present them mm-hmm. as a, the priest presents them on behalf of the people, and the prayer says basically this. You know, we come rejoicing with devout thanksgiving for the ascension of Christ your Son is our exaltation. And where the head has gone before in glory, the body is called to follow in hope. And very simple. Where the head has gone, we hope to follow. Christ is the head of the church. We are members of his body. Members of the body of Christ. Strengthen the Eucharist. And so, we are asking the Lord in this prayer, gladden our gladding us with holy joys, Almighty God, and make us rejoice in thanksgiving. I like the Spanish prayer a little better; it, it flushes it out better because sometimes the English translate the New Translation is a little clumsy. We have to kind of break it down, but we want to. We have to. We you know, we're taking part in this victory. Is what this, the Spanish prayer hammers at home more. We're taking part in the victory of Christ going back to the Father. Because it is our victory as well. Because and then the ascension is always a sign of hope for us. And I think Father Andrew emphasized that in his homily and in his bulletin column last week, uh, yesterday, because I had him write the bulletin column, that where the head is gone, we hope to follow. It's a sign of hope for us is that this is our destiny too. We're while we may not ascend in body and soul to heaven like he did on his own power, Mary, Mary was assumed into heaven by her son right. in body and soul. While we may not do it that way, what he is doing right now, where he is right now, that's where we hope to be. That is our you know, destination. That is where we long to be, where our hearts long to be. So that's point one. Point two is we had two options. The priest had two options for the opening mm-hmm. prayer yesterday. And the second option is this. We offer sacrifice now in supplication, O Lord, to honor the wondrous ascension of your Son. Grant, we pray, that through this most holy exchange, we too may rise up to the heavenly realms. Okay, again, we hope to be there. I, again, I like the Spanish translation better because the Spanish translation says, may we always, may our thoughts always be oriented towards the heavenly realms. And I, and, Throughout, you know, throughout the year, especially in the New England translation that came out 12 years ago, there's always, this holy exchange is always mentioned. What is this holy exchange? In that we come to offer God sacrifice in the Mass, ourselves, our prayers, and the exchanges he gives him himself. I mean, it's as simple as that. It's like this mutual like loving give and take you know obviously he gives he gives he we take we take more but it's so beautiful but that second prayer you know is is the ascension is a reminder that our thoughts should always be oriented to heaven we get distracted by so many things in this world that our thoughts are not always oriented to heaven do our thoughts you know Jorge, when you are as head of your family, your wife and your children, you know, your responsibility is to have them with their thoughts oriented to heaven. No es fácil. No kidding. <laughs> My responsibility as a pastor of this parish, you know, is to have everybody's thoughts oriented to heaven. No es fácil times 333 yep. families. <laughs> 3,300 families is what I was trying to say. For two weeks in a row, math trips me up. Anyhow, so your job as a father of a family, my job as as the father of this parish, is to orient everyone to always be thinking about the things of heaven. And it's also a challenge for myself and, you, and yourself personally yep. that you know we're distracted by so many things. Second segment, you know, we're distracted by so many things that you know, and that's something that literally, I'm I'm, I'm glad. We're talking about this because this is something that I literally was concentrating on last week when I was on retreat. And, you know, 
last week, you know, about 50 priests from the diocese went on retreat in Our Lady of Florida, a passionist monastery up in North Palm Beach, and Bishop Felipe Estevez, who temporarily was pastor of this parish right before Father Davis mm-hmm. took over, um, led the retreat and wonderful spiritual insights about so many things. And we talked about the go- meditations on the Gospel of St. John. And when we go on retreat, the you know retreat master usually puts out a list and says, whoever wants to come see me and just sit down and you know and talk about whatever your the spirit is moving you to do you know we we do that and so obviously bishop Estevez was my spiritual director in seminary and then he was my pastor during pastoral year nice. and then you know was my my auxiliary bishop so he knows me very well knows all my tics knows all my flaws and so we sit for a half an hour and we were talking about this very thing i was talking about this very thing and said bishop you know, I feel like sometimes, you know, I'm not focusing enough attention on the things of heaven than the things of earth. And I started going down a list of things, and and we were sitting in the parlor of the monastery where every spiritual director, every retreat master sits with the guys when we have a retreat. And <laughs> the bishop and I don't want to get too much into it. That's you know a little personal. I mean, it's nothing scandalous <laughs> or anything like that. It's just we're we're, get, we're getting very deep into Father Manny's spiritual life, which I'm sure no one cares about. But I mean, yeah, maybe you do. You'd be surprised. I, I'm sure they do. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm saying that we, now everyone's we, leaning forward. Huh? Yeah, it was like, oh, this is getting very juicy. <laughs> no, so we were talking about that, and it wasn't confession material or anything like that. But after I beat myself up for a good five to ten minutes explaining where I was as I started that retreat, he knows me. And he looks at me and goes, Mani. Mani? Like, almost like, what's your problem? You're doing fine. And I start laughing, and he's like, why are you laughing? He goes, well, 10 years ago, literally around 10 years ago, I was in that very room, and there was a Jesuit priest who's, I've been trying to remember his name. I have to go look it up in my journal. Um, it was a Jesuit priest who gave us a retreat, and I sat in that very room, and it was a confession. And I'm beating myself up, and I'm doing this, and I'm not a good priest, and I'm not a good human being, and I'm not a, you know... And and I'm and I'm telling about my life, and I and I at ten years ago I was, you know I was, pastor of Divine Providence, or it was maybe eleven years ago when I was still a vicar at St Gregory, and after I'm done with that, he looks at me, Father, why are you beating yourself up to so much? You're not that you're not you're doing great, and so, you know it's and, the bishop is like, and when I told him that story, he's like, you know, so many times we beat ourselves up when, and. You hear this affirmation, and I shared this with Sister Rosalie on Saturday. She says, hearing this affirmation is like, you know, the devil wants you to beat yourself up. The devil wants you to say, you're bad, you're bad, you're no good. But then God comes along and says, I love you. And listen, if, and, I, and I say this to everyone, if you can ever make it up to, to the Passionist Monastery up in North Palm Beach, you know, spend a day of, re- a day of reflection, go to Mass there. And more importantly, go, or if you can go to confession within the Passionist, Excellent confessors. And and I went to confession last Wednesday. And really, I didn't need to. I had gone to confession yeah. not that long ago, but it's like, I'm, I'm there. Might, might as well, you know, bring them my... Better being, better than my confession at the at the cathedral, at the basilica in Washington. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We won't get into that. But um, the the passionists are hardcore. They have the crucifix in their hand their entire oh, wow. time. And, uh, and then they... When they're blessing, they're blessed. Either they give absolving you with the crucifix oh, in their nice. hand, which is pretty cool. Nice. But um, Father Paul, who was elder, elderly priest, 50, 50 some odd years as a as a as a passionist priest, uh, was so. Extra- I wish I would have written down the counsel he gave me at the end. Which his counsel was longer than my actual confession. Wow. And one thing that he reminded of, and then Bishop Estevez reminded us of, and now I'm reminding all of you of is Christ loves us. And we take, you know, you say, okay, yeah, duh, we know that. Do we? Do we? Because why would we beat ourselves up? When we have a God who loves us so much, who, and we're going to get into this when I finish the, t- the last two theological points, who yesterday we celebrated his ascension to heaven, which the prayer says, which is our victory, and we, which we give thanks for he takes a seat at the right hand of the Father. He does this so that he, we may have a seat next to the Father at his table. He loves us. 
And one of the things he told me was, you know, you're a priest, God called you. Not because he needs you, but because he loves you. And I'm like, whoa. I wrote that. That, that is the only thing yeah. that I remembered that I wrote down. I went back and I wrote it down in my journal. They're big letters. And just those last two, he loves you. Nothing else matters after that. Yep. We forget. And we think, yeah, duh, duh Father. We, we know that God loves us. And I go, do we really? We take it for granted. Yep. We take that love for granted. Yep. You know, it was, it was only fitting that within this week, we celebrated confirmation on Wednesday and then first communions on Saturday, leading us right into the ascension. You know, you want to talk about keeping our thoughts fixed on heaven, you know, refocusing on what's really most important and coming to this understanding of how much God loves us. You know, when we celebrate the sacraments, you know, I've always said my, one of my, my second favorite day of the year is when the kids go to their first confession and they're coming out of those confessionals smiling. We've talked about ad nauseum, you know, the, the smile on their face as that, and you know, they're seven, eight years old, what weight are they carrying? And still there's a lightness to them. But my absolute favorite day is first communion day. Because when those kids come forward and they're so excited, you know, like they, they, you could see them shaking in excitement because they can't, they can't contain it. When they come forward and they receive the Eucharist for the first time and they go back and they kneel, you know, and you get to see their faces better than anyone. Mm -hmm. And they're kneeling there in prayer after, after receiving their communion. You know, and their families are coming around trying to distract them. And I always tell the families, shh, <laughs> leave them, leave them, leave them because we don't know what's going on right now, what's going on in their heart right now as they've just had this beautiful encounter with Jesus Christ. It is such a powerful experience, you know, having journeyed with these families, with these children for, for these two years leading up to this day. And they get it. You, you want to you see someone who really gets it, watch a kid on their first communion day because they get it. And when, they, when mass finishes and we walk out and they're jumping and running and they're just bubbly and, you know, you saw, you saw a couple of the kids on Saturday afterwards and they just couldn't wait to be like, yeah, I want to do it again. Let's so, go. Let's do it again. <laughs> you know, Rudy Ruiz, who, you know, parents are faithful listeners to the podcast. He was so excited. He woke up at seven o'clock that yeah. morning. Let's go. We'll go yeah. your it's like, I want to put my suit on. Yeah, Let's go. Put suit on. And then <laughs> Sophia Lorenzo, who I wish I had. You all know that gif when uh, that little girl is like giddy and she's mm -hmm. moving her arms and like, that was Sophia Lorenzo. This little girl, uh, Argentinian uh, uh, family, who come to the 1230 Mass, her parents were lectures, her brothers and altar server, and was so ready to, she could have gotten her first communion weeks ago, months ago, maybe years ago. Um, and even last week, you know, I had the, you know, or she, they came to the 1030 Mass and for Mother's Day, and, and I'm like, oh, I told her, mom, I was so tempted to give her, because <laughs> literally she came with her hands out, like going, you know, let's see if, let's see if it works. But she was but so see, excited. But that, that's what I'm talking about. The kids, they don't care about the... I mean, yeah, they like dressing up, but it's not about the no, dress. It's not about the pictures. They don't like dressing up. It's not about the party afterwards. They're, they prefer going to McDonald's. They're so excited to just celebrate the sacrament, to receive Jesus Christ yeah. in, that they, for this day that they've been waiting for so long. You know, And it's they, they refocus. Just watching them is a, a yearly, and this is why I say it's one of my favorite days, because it's a reminder to myself that this is what it's about. And you see in the parents sometimes, and not all, we wish it was all, but in the parents going, wow, I need to refocus on yep. the things of heaven. And they go to confession. Yep. The day of first reconciliation, or they go to confession. Yep. I, had, I had a few that went on Monday, on Saturday morning. Yep. They, I saw them walk in. Father, where's confession? Oh, there's mm -hmm. confession over there. Go go to confession. Yep. You know, So that they, God bless them that they realize, you know what? Let me go to confession the, mor the morning of. I'm cutting it close, but yep. <laughs> let me let me go, uh, and and that's what the ascension is all about. Is is Jesus going up to heaven so that we could, since he's in heaven, and this is what I want. We 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 had a computer glitch, and I was about to get into this point before the computer cut us off, and we had to go restart the the podcast. When I was preaching to the twelve thirty mass yesterday, I go up our posture. I mean, not physically, but spiritually, should be like the apostles on the cover of the bulletin, even though I'm saying that now, I didn't say that yeah. yesterday, but the apostles in the first reading, that their, their heads mm -hmm. are raised towards heaven. They're looking at heaven. 
That's what our spiritual posture should be. And I'm there looking up towards the dome, you know, and people aren't hearing me because I'm talking towards the dome and not yeah. into the microphone. But, you know, that's what our spiritual posture should always be, is looking up to heaven. But, caveat, okay, we, you know, the angels, what do they do? They say, well, what are you looking at? There's nothing to see. Go, going back, go back to Jerusalem and wait for the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus, the same way you saw him come up, that's how he come back again. We can't be always walking around like that because then we'll trip over mm -hmm. the realities of this world that we need to confront by thinking of the things of heaven. That's why I say it needs to be a spiritual posture. For sure. But but not get in the trap that we are not cognizant of the realities that are among us lest we become people that are totally ignorant about well, what's going on. But you know, that's, that's why the cross is one of our central images because you've got, you've got the vertical... And you've also got the horizontal aspect. You know, it's not just a relationship between myself and God. It's it's a relationship that is fed there, but then it has this horizontal dimension to the community to which I belong, to to my family, to my <coughs> parish, to the my community at large. Yeah. So, thinking about the heavenly realms, that's the second point. Third point, the preface that's said right by the priest right before the Eucharistic prayer. Always listen, especially during the holy seasons of Lent and Easter and of advent and christmas you know and they are so rich with catechesis and the preface yesterday was so perfect in what it said it said jesus mediator between god and man judge of the world and lord of hosts he ascended not to distance himself from our lowly state but that we his members might be confident of following where he, our head and founder, has gone before. So two things happen there. Again, it alludes to what we said in the, in the collect, in the first point I made, that where the head goes, mm. we want to follow. But they ascended not to distance himself from our lowly state, but that we may be confident to follow him. So Jesus doesn't say, okay, guys, you know what? Resurrected. <laughs> I'm saying those words, so I'm out. So you guys are still struggling with your, you know, what, what you got going on down here. I'm going to go be with my dad, which is great. That's what we all long for. Mm -hmm. Return to the Father. Remain in me. That's been a constant theme in the, in the Gospels the last couple of weeks. Remain in me as I remain in my Father. So abide in me as I abide in my Father. So important. So he departs not to depart from our lowly state, to distance himself from our lowly state, from our humanity, from our lowly humanity. No, he leaves so we may follow because he sanctified humanity. He, and that's the fourth point I'm going to make in just a second, that Jesus is not escaping the world. No, he is still, through the Holy Spirit, very much in the world. In us. So he's not leaving. He's leaving to give us, all right, I am the way, the truth, and the life. This is the way. Sorry for quoting the Mandalorian there, but <laughs> this is a way we're to follow. That I'm not leaving you to, to, to let you deal with these things. What were the last words in the gospel yesterday? I am with you always until the end of the age. Last words in the gospel of Matthew. And those have to be such reassuring words. But... It, it's a good transition into the fourth point, you know, distance, you know, not to distance himself from our lowly state. In the first Eucharistic prayer, there's a, you know, whenever there's a major feast, there's always a special prayer for that feast, you know, for, for Christmas, for, for Epiphany, for Easter, for Easter, and then one for Ascension. We say, celebrate, today we gather, celebrating the most sacred day on which your only begotten Son, our Lord, Place at the right hand of your glory our weak human nature, which he had united to himself, is now placed at your right hand. Again, it sounds better in Spanish because they really did this <laughs> translation so bad. I'm sorry. Okay, let's let me read that again. Our Lord placed at the right hand of your glory our weak human nature. Just think about that. I believe Bishop Barron may mention that in his homily, 
this past weekend. Christ takes our humanity, places it at the right hand of God. Okay, let's go back to the beginning when Mary said yes. The first time the divine enters our temporal reality, enters our humanity, the two become one, kind of like a marriage. We say it in the, in the creed every Sunday. He's truly man, truly God. You know, the, you know people were killed over the, that statement. You think of Arianism, you think of Gnosticism, you think of all the, the great heresies in the church that divided the church and cost saints their lives, not to mention a couple of heretics that we took out, took out along the way. But now for the first time ever, you know, when Jesus comes down, brings his divinity down into our humanity, but now ascending into heaven places at the right hand of the Father's glory our weak human nature, which he had united to himself. So for the very first time ever, our humanity is placed in the divine. Heaven, you know, we talk about heaven wedded to earth all the time we talk about Easter and in the Mass. But now Jesus, by ascending into heaven, and this is probably the most important theological point of the ascension, in that Jesus takes our wounded nature, sanctifies it, and places it at the right of the Father. At the right of the Father's glory, the prayer says. And this is a point that I, that I, that I kind of stayed on in my homily yesterday in Spanish, in that we think so much that, and the, and the liturgy says that, both in the in the preface, our lowly depart our lowly state, mm-hmm. and then it says our weak human nature. When we're in a confessional, constantly correcting people. When they say, "Well, Father, I did this, 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 and this," yeah, I'm only human. I go, no. If we were truly human, because Christ is truly human, human and like us in all things, but sin, Saint Paul tells us. If we were truly human, we would not sin. Sin dehumanizes us. Sin perverts our human nature. Let me repeat that. Sin is not part of our humanity. I just go back to Genesis. Exactly. <laughs> Why? And I did. I said to the people, how did God create us? He created us in his image, and they said, and likeness. God created and, and us. very good. And he, cre- and he said not it was just good. very good. Not just good, very good. Very good. <laughs> so sin dehumanizes us. Sin perverts our humanity, distorts our humanity, and is not part of our humanity. Yep. The devil makes it part of humanity. Adam and Eve make it part of humanity when they say, well, we want to be like God. But now that's why Jesus comes to redeem that humanity, to sanctify that humanity and say, Father, I did what you asked me to. I obeyed you. You have brought me into your back home as you promised. And look what I'm bringing with me. I am bringing what you created and I perfected it. I sanctified it. At the cost of my life, at the price of my blood, here are my wounds. I became the victim so that humanity can be redeemed. And now, the day of his ascension, he takes this lowly state of ours. Because yes, compared to God, we are lowly. But no, he exalts us with him. That's why, going back to the first point I made, that's why we rejoice, we're in thanksgiving because his victory is our victory because he has placed our humanity, placed it in the Father's glory and said, let's go to work. Let's send him the Spirit so that they could one day follow this path that I trailblazed. That's the ascension. And there's the prayer after communion as well makes reference to that. You, know, you, you prayed, uh, 
Grant, we pray that Christian hope may draw us onward to where our nature is united with you. Boom. And that's basically going back to that prayer during the yep. Eucharistic prayer. Yep. And, and again, I, I said I was going to talk about confirmation, and it was such a beautiful confirmation I on Wednesday. You were, you were not you were here with us in spirit. Yes, I was praying for you. Um, Might have been watching a basketball game. <laughs> you know, but I always say at the rehearsal with the can, it's, it's kind of our, our last chance to throw some catechesis at them. You know, we we it's called confirmation, not because we're confirming our own faith. It's because God is confirming. God is the one acting. It's called confirmation because he is confirming us as a beloved son and daughter. He is sending the spirit upon us and saying, yes, you are mine. And now you're, you know, what, what was started in baptism, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish that off. God speaking, not us. You know? And I say, and we've, we talked about this last time, not two weeks ago, confirmation changes us. Right? So I tell the candidates, when... When that prayer is prayed over you and that chrism is placed on your forehead, you are a different person. You're going to leave the church a different person than you were when you walked in the church an hour and a half earlier. You'd be, because that's the grace of the sacrament. An indelible mark is placed on your soul, and you are different. And now you're called to go out and change the world. Literally, set the world on fire. Not literally. <laughs> you know, you're called to go and be witnesses to what we believe. You know, you're called to be a witness of the gospel. You're called to be a walking, talking, living, breathing tabernacle of the presence of Jesus Christ in the world. And I just, I see that last prayer, that Christian hope may draw us onward. Mm-hmm. You know, the, what, what is, and, and again, looking at the, the cover of the, of the bulletin, what's drawing us forward is that constant attention, that constant focus on heaven. You know, that's our goal. And that's what we should always be looking at. You know, we, we're not we're not drawn onward by tomorrow or by the reward that I might get if I do something good now. You know, our 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 impetus, what the, what's what's pulling us onward. You know, what's constantly drawing us onward, what gives us life, what gives us energy, what gives us. You know, you look at the Acts of the Apostles. What gave the apostles the power to heal, the power to raise people from the dead. You know, and if, and we don't hear anything what Mary could do. So Lord knows what Mary did, because she also received the the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. What draws us constantly onward is that Christian hope. You know that, okay, Jesus has ascended. He has gone to prepare a place for us, and He's made that promise for us, and that's what we want. You know, so is our attention always on that? And I always say, if it is, if our if we can keep our attention on that. If we can be open, and this is what I said to the candidates, if we can be open to the gr- fullness of what the Holy Spirit is about to do with us, you know, not just that, not just at that mass, but every single day afterwards, because now we have that fullness. If we can be open to that, you know, put our own desires aside, just say, "Okay, Lord, do with me what you will." Wow, you know, just how powerful can we be? Just like the apostles, you know, who who were given the, the the grace to heal and the grace to, to forgive and the grace to literally raise people from the dead. You know, that... I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, what that would look like, not just for an individual, but for a parish community, for, for the entire church around the world. You know, if our posture was that openness to the Holy Spirit. And you're looking up... Um. Let me bring this home because when I was talking to the children, obviously I kept it a lot simpler. I didn't go into yeah. these four theological, <laughs> you know, rants. But um, you know, the main reason why Jesus, uh, one of the main reasons why Jesus goes up to heaven is to send us the Holy Spirit. Yep. And every, I, I was telling the people in my homily this morning at mass on Monday morning mass that pretty much this whole week is like a votive mass of the Holy Spirit. I said this at the beginning of the podcast that we need to. You know, every every prayer this week should begin with "Come, Holy Spirit," because the Holy Spirit is the one that helps us keep our minds on the things of heaven, helps keeps our hearts on the things of heaven. And so, I just encourage everyone: if you're not praying the novena of the Holy Spirit, to, to pray it. And there's a great novena on Catholic News Agency that go that breaks down and goes through asking for every gift of the Holy Spirit and ends with the asking for the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And 
every and then, and I'm going to pray that prayer about the fruits to, to end this segment. But look towards the things of heaven and 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 just be grateful and 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 be hopeful that we're receiving that Holy Spirit that helps us understand what Jesus did for us and understand what happened on Ascension Day, that he brought our sanctified human nature into the presence of the Father, into the presence of his glory. And that's yep. just something that you could, and I, and I said it yesterday in the home, like, well, you could spend, like I did, a week retreat <laughs> just meditating on that. So let's end this segment with this prayer asking for the fruits of the Holy Spirit, which we know the seven ones because we learned them in, in for confirmation, but the fruits are so important. Come, O Divine Spirit, fill my heart with your heavenly gifts, your charity, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control that I may never weary in the service of God, but by continued faithful submission to your inspiration may merit to be united eternally with you in the love of the Father and the Son. Amen. Running back. Wow. That's your fiance's boy. Exactly. It's you a no brainer. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> that guy just. No, but just. No. Get out of here. <laughs> what was that last night? 3%. We have a 3%. Do we still have a 3% chance of winning <laughs> the series of Heat? I think after game two, it went up to like 30 something. Dude, percent. I don't know what it is. I saw it this morning. <laughs> ESPN Power Index, Basketball Power Index, still gives the 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 Celtics a better than fifty percent chance of winning this series. It has never been done before. <laughs> a team coming back from 0-3. It's been done once in Major League Baseball. We won't talk about that. It's been done, I think, eight times in the NHL. But three percent. But I don't want to look at analytics. Uh, Udonis hasn't had some choice words for the analytics yep. last week. Um, well, now I'm wondering if it, if it was three percent chance to win the series or three percent chance to lose a game at the rate we're going. Oh my goodness! Actually, so I because, said at the beginning, I was in, I was in the building yesterday. Didn't know what to. I mean, I was expecting a very tight physical game, like the first two were. Yep. And hoping that Boston would just go mentally dead, like they have in the first two games. And you got a laugher. And I I, I literally turned to the the uh, um, person who. Who invited me and I go, dude, you brought me to a terrible game. <laughs> I just weird I was I was being sarcastic, but it what's, was what's the basketball version of ten run reel? Oh, that, I mean it was thirty <laughs> point with thirty three points at one point. At, you knew it was over at, at this I had lost reception. I was I was changing light bulbs in the nosebleeds, which is fine. I was in the building. It was, yep. it was the seats weren't that bad. But um it was great and I and I had a great time with the people who invited me. The um but around the 6.30 mark of the third quarter, when it was that sequence of Bam, one of his many dunks, Bam got a dunk, we got a turnover, Kate, uh, Vincent comes back mm-hmm. and hit, hits a three. I go, can I call game? It was 6.30 to go. Very treacherous to do in this NBA where, when people can make runs, yep. but 30-point lead, no one comes back from that. Yep. And it was just a lot. But if you go back to the first two games, you know, we go back, 97% chance that Boston's going to take this series. No one gave a Heat a chance. Forgetting that the Heat took down the best team in the NBA. Knicks yeah, took on the Knicks. Big deal. All right, to the Knicks. Yep. Knicks would have took themselves out, basically. But now Boston's basically taking themselves out. Because that's not the best version of Boston. Nope. Jason Tatum, last two games, zero Field goals attempted. Now, obviously, his coach benched the entire first team to begin the fourth quarter, and that's when I saw, okay, we're done. We're done. I'm like, I'm watching a G League. No, my cousin said we're watching a G League game. 
It's true. What was it Shaq said if um, now that Boston quit, can we go ahead and quit too? Oh yeah, I, I saw that <laughs> clip when I got home last night. Uh, it was it was it was crazy. It, I got, I got a text from my cousin. Also said you know because I didn't see the halftime. I, I saw them doing the halftime yeah. show from where I was at, but I didn't hear what they were saying. It's like he said basically Char- Charles Barkley body bagged them after he guaranteed that they would win that game. Barkley, just stop making predictions. Yep. You're bad at it. Yep. You've always been bad at it, and you always do it against us. Now, his prediction that he said, I think on Friday, that Denver would win the whole thing, that's not a bad prediction. Denver looks very, very good. We'll talk about Denver. Oh, no, this is our season finale. We're not going to talk about Denver. I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll come back and... You know, we'll he we'll bring in. back a 10-minute pots and pans Yeah, if, uh, if, if we if win the whole thing. <laughs> All right, so, but... Denver just looks great and doing it to LeBron at home yeah. and what somebody called probably the biggest win in Denver history to put you one win away from the NBA Finals because LeBron says, yeah, I don't mind making history. He's done it before. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that type of, he's done 3-1, but not 3-0. And the Heat, one win away from the NBA Finals. When we were two months ago talking about, eh, this, this team, yep. you know, don't win the playing game. Get that 0.5% chance of getting... Wimbayama, who's going to San Antonio. Oh, give that to Greg Popovich. Oh, yay, yay. I knew they were going to win it. I knew they were going to win it. <laughs> just knew they were going to win it. But no, last night, Jorge, it was, the place was electric. You know, Bo- there were a lot of Boston fans there. Boston fans sitting next to me. Dojejitos. They were wow. too little. And they were just Very staring, quiet. Da- staring down. And I really wanted to engage them in conversation. Say, is it the coach? Is it the players are mentally weak? But I... I, I who knows how they're going to react yeah. to that? You know, some people I've talked to from opposing teams, we could have a good dialogue about what's going on in the court, what's going on with their team, what's going on with my team. And, and but, you know, some fans are just like, dude, in the middle of the national anthem, somebody yells out, Celtics in six. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, not, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but wow, what Eric Spolster has done with his yep. team, and he said it on Friday night, stop calling them undrafted. That, that narrative is over they're nba veterans yep. now whether they were drafted or not drafted it's like it's like if somebody would have told tom brady you know oh, this guy who was drafted in the six six seventh round that that narrative mm-hmm. ended when he won his first super bowl come on but we have to address what changed the series and what lost the series basically for boston we're recording this assuming the heat have advanced already to the nba finals all right but when Williams poked the bear. Oh yeah, and I'm and I'm watching this, and I'm texting a friend. Go, yeah, yes, please upset Jimmy. I, like, we, how dumb can you be, man? We implore you. And Jimmy was like looking at him, like going, "Is this what you wanted?" Yeah. He looked at the coach, you know, and I feel for that coach. He's a good man. He's a good Christian man. Yep. But like for example, yet yeah, on 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 the first game, I was watching that with Father Jose Alvarez. Uh, they made a concerted effort to really involve Bam at a bio. Yep. And the Celtics didn't know what to do. Bam, well, Bam's handling the ball. Bam's driving to the basket. And Stan Van Gundy said on the broadcast, they're not double teaming. They never have. Then last night, they started doing these switches of Bam feeding Duncan Robinson to the hoop. And the Celtics were like, well, what is this? It's called basketball. Mm-hmm. They hadn't done it in five years, but Eric Spoelstra said, Hey, what not? Let's bring it out. Let's bring it out. And it worked. Oh. And Duncan Robinson went off and had 23 points last night. And gave Vincent 29 points. Jimmy and Bam didn't come close. Well, they didn't play the fourth quarter. It was just amazing. It was great. I got to beat Boston Talata. Yep. I, I got used for so many. <laughs> it, it applies to so many things. Bruins, Red Sox. You know, it was great. I don't know how it was in the Chiefs. Did you watch it? You, you, no. you didn't have anything. You didn't watch the game? No. I mean, I was following it, but we, we watched other things. And gee. <laughs> Which brings us to the other team in town. This one I will watch. Tonight? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Matthew, Matthew Kachuk. Chuck. Twice in overtime. Woo. Let's go home, baby. Now, you watch this. And I, wa- I was. No. That's, now, here's the thing. Hori, tell your story. I. Game one. I, Jorge Santibanez, who am am normally passed out asleep at about 10.30 every single night. Nah, earlier than that. 
was awake at 1.56 in the morning mm -hmm. when Matthew Kachuk sent us home. I, I didn't read that text until after <laughs> I got the, out of retreat, but I couldn't believe that he was awake. Because I was awake with Father Matthew Gomez and Father Nick Toledo uh, from St. John Newman. And we were there. And there was another, uh, was another priest that was that after the second to overtime just tapped out. I'm, yeah. I'm done. And he wasn't, he was Colombian, didn't really follow hockey, was, was just enjoying the ride. Nick Toledo doesn't follow hockey either. He was just enjoying the ride with him. Father Matthew is hockey obsessed. One yeah. of his classmates was from Tampa, uh, from the Diocese of St. Pete, and big lightning fan, and, and got him into all the verbiage and all the things. And he knows Father Matthew really knows his nice. hockey. And whenever Bobrovsky would made uh, a save, go, 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 Bobo! You know, it's like, I'm like Matthew, just a, we're gonna wake up the house. So it was hard to it was hard to you can't turn to, away to, to turn away. But I this I I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago that. Not the first time that I have sat through. I mean, obviously, Panthers in the last game of 96 in the Santa Cap run, game four, we looked it up last week, we went three overtimes. And I was the last one left in my house. We was home for vacation watching it. And I watched a random five-overtime game one time because it was just riveting. When you don't have somebody, when you don't have vested interest and you don't have rooting interest, mm -hmm. you just you just want to see how does this, how is this going to end. It was hard to watch, though. It, no, because the players, they got they have nothing they were, left in the were, tank. They were tentative. They don't want to make a mistake. And they were saying that in the in the, in the yep. intermission reports, of uh, you know somebody had I think an IV was put into Gretzky to <laughs> keep him awake. You know, but it was so beautiful to watch. Kachuk, well, first of all, can we talk about Barkov's goal? In, oh, yesterday in game, in game in, two, uh, in game Saturday two. night. That was, that was even ridiculous. Carolina said, "Okay, you know what? Yep. Respect has to be mm -hmm. given." That was beautiful by Barkov. You know, the deke the, through the legs and then... Put well, it when Gretzky is saying that's the best goal playoff he's ever seen in, in, in playoff history. The great one said that. The yeah. great one. Best player in NHL history. Yep. I mean, what what the Panthers and Heat are doing, obviously, has never been and done. But Brosky, I mean, you've always said you goaltending you, wins you the cup. And Bobrovsky... Vasilevsky the last couple of years with Tampa. Bobrovsky has... Uh, CJ, are we doing a good job? I think we're doing a good job with our hockey. Yeah. Place. We're we're paying attention now. Yeah, we are, but, but I, I'm I'm gonna keep calling him Brickwalski because I mean he just made two, some spectacular saves. No more than two goals on, given Saturday. up in uh in and like Carolina seven straight games was now. Putting up a lot of goals on New Jersey, but yeah. New Jersey. Sorry, Ash, but <laughs> it's New Jersey. There, I mean everyone, everyone's going to Bennett Cousins. You know, uh, Barkov. Everybody's just going. to... Is out there on the defense, you know, being taking the thing, the stupid penalties. You just yeah. you got to keep those under control because yeah. you know, thankfully Carolina committed one in overtime and it, and it was for our benefit. Nope. That last goal was just boom, tic tac toe mm -hmm. thing of beauty. Let's go home and Kachuk both ends us yeah, because literally get out of here. When that goal was disallowed in game one, oh, early in the first overtime, Toronto. I still don't agree with the call. He wasn't. Doing it on purpose. No, and he didn't. He didn't nudge the goaltender. Spirit of the he, law, letter of the law, whatever. He got his skate out of there. So what? You can't. You can't even like brush up. You, Toronto cost not not the Maple Leafs. I'm saying the, the league offices in Toronto cost us two hours of sleep, more than two hours of sleep. Yep. Three, three because three. it was around min yep. right before midnight when that goal was disallowed. Ah, oh, it was. It was just. But this run that these two teams are on. And there's a there's there's pictures out there, Kachuk and, and Jimmy playing basketball yeah. and Jimmy wearing a Kachuk jersey, which is just epic right yep. now, what considering what they're to, what they're doing for the respective team. Yep. And everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. Mike bandwagon, Mike McDaniel, coach of the Dolphin, was out there in the middle of the court waving the rally towel yesterday, firing people up. Nice. I mean, you had it, it was it was just a great moment in South Florida sports history, especially after the run that the Canes went on. I think um, uh, I think Conine is hitting the drum today, before uh, nice Mr. Before Marlin. game three, he's won a couple of championships. He knows yep. what to do, and uh, Vegas won the first two also, but early in overtime doesn't count. You know, they, all four games and all four games uh, have been overtime. Finals that's have been gone amazing. It's, it's 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 tight. It's it's that's good hockey. That's good yep. playoff hockey. Uh, the Marlins playing okay. They survive. Survive the road trip here. You know who's in second place in the NL East? The Marlins. The Marlins. That's right. You know who's not in second place? The New York Mets. The New York Mets. <laughs> That's right. You know who's having a really bad season? 
San Diego Padres and all whatever $200, $300 million payroll they have, yep. along with the Mets. Yep. They have Soto. They have Machado. They have Tatis. They have all these guys, and that's what you get. Yep. Can't but buy the Marlins. Up. The Marlins, um, well, I mean, what's left of the Marlins? <laughs> Everybody's on the IL. The injured list looks like, remember that COVID year when – when every day it was four or five transactions, that's, that's no, what but it feels COVID, like. It's... But the COVID year, we went, we, we <laughs> snuck into the one game over 500. Yeah. We got into the playoffs with the, that altered playoff reality that they had. But it is still counted. But just survive this uh, road trip and let's get our players back. and Let's see what happens. And, and you know, you who's just been... want to be around. That's all you want. You, you just wanna... want to be in the vicinity. You're, I think we're half a game out of the wild. Half a... So, yeah. You know who's had a pretty good week also? Made itself out of the, made themselves out, make their, made their way out of the cellar. Oh, you're gonna bring in the Yankees. Oh here. yeah. Oh, get out of here. All Come right, on. time to wrap up the season. Here. No, 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 no. <laughs> the Yankees, they, they've, um, they've uh, basically judges started hitting at the pace he was hitting last year. He had an incredible ten days, and um, you know, it's 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 a, it's a, it's wonderful to have a. Uh, to have both uh, all these teams doing so well, I'm, I'm happy. But can I say something? And and, and I, I can't believe I'm admitting this. I need a night off. I just need a night of quiet. I know I'm not going to get it tonight because of the Panthers, but I think it was on Saturday night because you had four overtime game on Thursday. You had that great game yep. two on on Friday of the Heat and the poking the bear thing. And and on Saturday night, I was just like. You know, we had I, we had a long day with the communions, yep. and I had to go to the fishing tournament. I had a wedding to come back to, and I just wanted to go home, and I just wanted to just nah, give me more. <laughs> I, I I was I was still in retreat mode. I just wanted to be still, but no. But every every day we've had, but could well, end. The, the NBA the NBA already said if both teams sweep June first, they're no, but not, it, they're not moving up the finals. No, no, but that that because the, the finals have been the, the, the dates of the finals have been announced, so that's not moving. So you might have a you might have a week off of basketball. Eight, it would be eight days it's off dumb. of basketball. It's dumb because the Denver can finish off the Lakers tonight. Yep. He can finish off the uh, the tomorrow the Celtics tomorrow. What's left of the Celtics? Yep. And you know the Panthers win tonight and win Wednesday. Uh, but let's see what happens. I don't. I don't think the Panthers are going to sweep the, the the Canes. Don't like calling them that. No, the tropical storms. Well, yeah, because notice <laughs> I put it on Twitter. Notice the patch they wear on their shoulder. Yep. It's one, one flag. flag. One flag means tropical storm, and that's how they played. No, they're they're really, their yep. penalty kill. I I was shocked that we oh, they're scored. Very they're a very good team, and they were scoring seven on on New Jersey. I mean the Panthers, and they they're tough. And listen, home ice means absolutely nothing. It's a sheet of ice. It doesn't matter where you are. It means nothing. I mean, they could come in here tonight and win and wouldn't surprise me. But Vegas sometimes we put the Panthers as favorites to win the Stanley Cup. Wow. But what do we think about analytics and, and odds and odds? Because it didn't work for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bryson DeChamp, not Bryson, sorry. Brooks Kepka won the PGA Championship. And I sent you, but that wasn't the story. The oh. story was Matt Block, who PGA pro at his local golf. And they always, the PGA Champion always invites a pro or, mm. or somebody who qualifies. Had a great weekend. Made the cut. Played with Justin Rose on 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 Saturday. Played with Rory McIlroy uh, on Sunday. And yesterday did something that I had never seen. That was awesome. Hole in one on the fly. That was awesome. Literally, and ESPN said he slam dunked a hole in one. Just amazing. So we'll be spending time in the golf course this summer. Let's go. Let's. I mean, we're going. Let's go now. But, let's go. And we can't do. It. We have we have a lot of things to do this morning. Um, Maybe you do. So do you? No, nah, I'm be- done. My my my. Uh, oh yeah, you're you're done with the religious ad. But religious ad is done. First communion. Now your director parish life done. Ad comes now out. I can I could take a breather for a week. Uh, <laughs> you never let me do that. Well, why would I let you? Well, you know. <laughs> Come on. Ah, <laughs> uh, we, right. we didn't. We didn't. I'll talk, be a pain in your butt. I we didn't talk Kentucky Derby after the Kentucky Derby, but I did talk about it last week. And I said, okay, Mage is going to win the Preakness. Mage came in third, hit the board. Yeah. And National Treasure won a beautiful really run, thin field of the Preakness, which nice. came down to the wires neck and neck. And it was just it was just amazing. And that's all I got. You know, we're going into uh, the off season, you know, now the summer. And, and 
Dolphins, Canes, football. It's on you. It's on you. Look at all these teams. Please, please sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's there. He's there praying like Ricky Bobby there, like Will Ferrell. And but you know Mike McDaniel's there. Christian Wilkins and Jalen Ramsey were yeah. courtside last night. Like they have been many nights. Um, well, you know, winning is contagious. So hopefully, yeah. I mean, they're, they're feeding off each other. Inner Miami, my goodness, they had five wins in a row. Lost on Wednesday and then lost to Orlando. You don't lose to Orlando City. Come on, don't lose at home. Had a record crowd at home yeah. and lose to Orlando City. But my goodness, we have, um, you know, all these, you know, things are going on. We have soccer and baseball to hold us over in the summer. You know, we have Women's World Cup coming right. up this this summer. And, you know, it can in be Australia. hard. Yeah, with, with um, uh, Cindy LaRue. Well, no, Cindy, not, not Cindy LaRue. Mallory Swanson, who used to be Mallory. Uh, who's ma married to Dansby Swanson, uh, who was injured ahead and out of the World Cup, and that's that's key. But let's see what the girls do yeah. down in down in Australia, New Zealand. Did you see the logo for the twenty twenty six World Cup games here in Miami? No, it oh, came it's out awful. Now I'm gonna Google it it's more on the air. Awful. Um, I could have done that on Word. But is it for just for Miami or for or for? Well, I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a universal look across all the sites, but the Miami one came out. Usually, it's and it's this big bubble letters, big bubble numbers, twenty six. It's terrible. Okay, I'm looking for it, but I can't. Let me see. World Cup logo. I sorry, I put twenty. <laughs> I put twenty sixteen. That's probably what it was. Uh, well, there wasn't. I, I want to get. I want to get this live reaction here. It's these. This big one bubble. No, that's on. not it. United twenty twenty six. That's probably from when they were they were um, from when they were doing. Go. But that the World Cup is coming up this summer with the women, and that's you know France. I think is they and, and France, Spain, and England have such go. great teams. Right, here okay, go. here we go. I'm gonna get live, live reaction. reaction. I'm gonna show that. Um, no, that's not. That's probably that's probably for promo. It's that's awful. not gonna. No, it is. It's it's basically it's awful. a it's a twenty six. Big bubble twenty six. No, nah, but that's that's not going to be the World Cup logo. It's going to no, be the, the, no, no. I know it's not the the World Cup logo. But no, it's, it's just the it's site just, logo. It's just and, advertising yeah. it for Miami. It's <laughs> come on. But they made a big deal out of it. Put it on a bus no, and everything. No, nah, get out they, of there. It's fine. Ashley did not go to the game last night. She sold her tickets so she could buy use that money to buy Panther tickets. I think for tonight for then, Wednesday or for Wednesday. Yeah. And so she's going to go for Game Four tomorrow night at the at the Heat's house, and you know, and then go Wednesday. Hopefully she goes sees two clinching games. Yep. You know, it's gonna it's so much fun what we're going through right now, but a little exhausting. I might I might pick up some tickets for Wednesday. Hey now. I don't care if I'm up in the nosebleed. I don't care. I'm I just want to be there. See, and this is what the point and I made two weeks. And if we win tonight, oh my god, those ticket prices are gonna skyrocket. And this is what the point that I was making two weeks ago. Not that I begrudge him, whatever. But Jorge is more invested into the Panthers oh, than absolutely. he is into the Heat. I am. Always he's, have been. He's, he's, uh, he's like going in. Always the, have been. It's probably the scars of being sent to bed in game four, 96, <laughs> not to see the Stanley Cup one on our home eyes. But uh, it's it's the greatest trophy in sports. Yep. And such great tradition. And, and wow. I'm going to put this out there. Dual parades or joint parades? We were talking. I was talking about that with, uh, with my friend Sergio yesterday. What do we do? Because see, see the, the he do the Biscayne Boulevard thing. Yeah, the Panthers are in Sunrise, Las Olas. I mean, the Heat, not the Heat. The Marlins in in ninety seven. They didn't. They was it ninety seven or two thousand? I don't remember now. They did it one down here, and they did one down the the Little River in 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 Fort Lauderdale. So, in ninety seven, we were here. I, by the court, we went to the courthouse. Yes, and but they did something up in in, yeah. in Broward also because that's where Hyzinga was based out yeah. of. Hyzinga didn't because I don't believe in naming teams out of municipalities and go. What's the difference between municipalities and states? Yeah. But whatever, I <laughs> was God rest his soul. But yeah, dual parades or joint parades? Huh? That's, good problem to have. It, it is a good problem to have, and no city has ever had that problem. Let's see. Let's try to do that. Beating Denver will be tough. Yeah. Again, we're assuming that we go on. And uh, right, just we just need ESPN to give us a three oh percent chance. But <laughs> Dallas, I thought was going to be, and I, and I, I pull for Dallas because their head coach was a parishioner of mine when he was coach of the Panthers, uh, Pete DeBoer. Uh, but they too hard they whittled away that lead yep. yesterday, and my goodness, what what are you going to do? Anyways, we could talk WNBA. They started over the weekend. Okay, Brittany Griner's back 
All I got, that's all I got, you know. So anyhow, <laughs> just wanted to throw that out there. I don't know who won the All Star game. Uh, Carly will probably text it to me. And pickleball. Uh, nope, I did oh, not watch. Did come not on. watch any. Did not watch. There, there was something crazy I saw. Slam ball. Oh, Doyle Brunson, World Series of Poker. Oh, really became really became popular in two thousand twenty years ago in two thousand three. Uh, Doyle Brunson, legend in, in World Series of Poker, passed away last week, and so so did the great Jim Brown. Probably the one of the greatest football player ever. Yep. Jim Brown, my goodness, what and, and you know, not only in football, he transcended football. And and you know, Bill Russell and Jim Brown in the same calendar year, that's crazy. But we've had a great season. Uh we'll probably be back sometime in August, I'll say. Yep. Because Jorge, I'm going to Paris, Le Sioux, Normandy, Mont Saint Michel, Lourdes, San Sebastian, and Madrid. Jorge is going to Paris, Barcelona, separately. Separately, yep. He and the wife, yep, going by themselves, yep. Well deserved. And you're going to the beach sometime. I'm going to the beach sometime. Yep. Put some fishing lines in the water. By the way, great fishing tournament we had on on, nice. on Saturday it was yeah, amazing. I heard very very hot though. Uh, but seeing all my kids with fishing lines in the water was so edifying. Uh, but yeah, we, we're traveling, so you know maybe we'll, I'll try that. I, we always say we're going to try the live podcast thing. I, I don't know if I used to do uh, when I would do pilgrimage when I was in my other parish. Maybe I would we'll do, do a little check in face, Facebook lives go. and depends. We'll see how we'll see how that goes if I do it or not. But uh, but we need to disconnect and 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 this summer find time to rest. Find time to you know Jesus says it. You know come and rest in me. Mm-hmm. Take time. You know rest from your labors. Labor deserves his rest. And and this week, like I we said in the first segment, remember to pray to the Holy Spirit so that our Thoughts, our minds, our hearts, our souls can always be oriented towards the things of heaven. My friends, have a great summer. We'll see you for season six in a couple months. In a couple months. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.